Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Um, we have a very special guest today, a friend, a confidant, a person that I've known for so many years. Um, she is a Black abstract artist, but I've known her doing photography and acting and, you know, so, so much more many things. Um, Brittany Monet, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I feel grounded. I feel refreshed. I'm I'm glad to be here connecting space with you, Phil, because we we go back and just to like watch your growth from close up and from a distance and just to watch everything that you you doing and everything that's happening in your life. It's just it's it's amazing. So thank you for uh inviting me into your space and <laughs> letting me connect with you and share space with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so tell us about Brittany Monet. How did you become the artist you are today? Um, so acting was my first love. I, I, I just knew when I was growing up, like I was going to be on Disney Channel. I was going <laughs> to be on like Nickelodeon. I was going to be on all that. Like that was my um, first love. Unfortunately, growing up, I didn't I felt feel like I got the nurturing that I needed to pursue that passion. Mm. So as I got older into, you know, my adulthood, I'm trying to figure myself out. Um, Photography started calling to me. Um, And so, you know, I explored that a little bit, which which I still do here and there, mostly like portrait, like family portraits and things like that. Um, But with painting specifically it was interesting because I think it's always been around and it's always kind of been in my energy but I never really paid any mind to it because I used to think like um if I do art it has to look a certain way like I have to have training um I have to be able to know things about the color wheel all this and that I I know nothing (laughs) I know nothing about that I'm just going to be honest and so um I was gifted a set like a while back so maybe like I don't know, three, four years ago. And um, I realized, you know, I just started like playing and and painting on the canvas and things like that. And I didn't know what I was creating at first. And I realized when it was over and when it was done, what I was feeling at the time, um, what I was expressing it on canvas. And so I still put it down. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, that was fun. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do that again. I'll try that out again. That was fun. And I never really paid any mind to it. Um, and then the pandemic hit, (laughs) the pandemic hit, and, um, I started seeing a therapist. And so I was working on like a lot of things. I was working on childhood trauma. I was working on, uh, just like my self-confidence. I was working on connecting to like my lineage and my roots And I would find like after my therapy sessions in order to like decompress or even to process, I would like paint. 
sometimes during the session, like if it was like something that was uncomfortable, I would paint or I would draw. And so uh, my therapist was like, hey, you, like, do you do this often? I'm like, you know, I did it once or twice before, but you know, uh, not really. I'm just, just doing it just to do it. And so I shared some of my work and, you know, she kind of encouraged me just to keep going. Like, okay, like if this feels comfortable during the session, you keep going, you keep doing it. Um, and then I realized like, you know, when I was trying to process things or just like, you know, things that were going on in my life, I would turn, it, it started to become a tool that I would like lean in towards that I would turn to. And one day she was like, oh, did, did you ever think about selling, like selling your pieces or sharing your pieces? I'm like, nah, like this is fun right now. I don't want it to be work. <laughs> I don't want it to be work at all. Um, but yeah, so she encouraged me to at least share it. And so I, I started a separate like Instagram for it. And I was just like, just sharing just to, a part of it was for feedback, but a part of it was just a place for my art to just live. So it wouldn't be so, I guess, sacred. And yeah, so that's how I, I kind of got the ball rolling with, uh, with painting and with art. It's really interesting to me because when I first saw one of your pieces that you posted, I'm like, I don't remember her painting throughout the years or creating like these different intricate pieces. Like, has she's been, you know, just hiding this fact from everybody <laughs> or is she just like just now starting? Because it seems so natural. Mm. You know, just like you said, it's, it's, it's a form of expression right after, you know, your sessions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like you've been doing it for years. And it, it, a lot of times it, it, it does feel like that. And I, I kind of like question myself, like, how did this even come about? But I do think uh, between me um, discovering um, specifically African uh, spirituality mm-hmm. and um, just going to therapy, I feel like the two combined it just kind of I don't know just naturally burst I think as I as I um just started to just like sit with myself and just like uh not worry I think about um society and just sit with myself and express myself in like the most natural way it just started to to like come out and a lot of the times um I give my inspiration for I love children's art I love Mm -hmm. the odd shapes I love how you like sometimes you got to decipher like what it is you think you know what it is but it's not and so a lot of times I try to tap back into like all right if I didn't um have these influence around me of like other artists how would I draw this just naturally Mm -hmm. like not stopping not thinking about oh this is kind of messed up here just like trying to do it first time as natural as possible. If I mess up, how can I, or if I feel like I messed up, or if I feel like I don't like it, how can I still incorporate or uh, I guess emphasize this mistake into a piece? So a lot of times I do try to tap into um, childhood drawings, childlike drawings. Um, I'll look at like how my like nieces and nephews, when they're just in their flow, when you just watch kids in their flow and they're just Mm -hmm. scribbling and doing their Mm -hmm. own thing, like, I really, uh, really like that. So I think a lot of my art taps into to that and just like graffiti. So, mm. yeah. 
you can definitely see the um <clears throat> the freedom within that expression and from what i see it's is is relatable you know it kind of reminds me of like you know really old cave paintings mm-hmm. you know and no matter what race culture background whatever you look at that and you can relate to that you know what i mean which makes mm-hmm. it universal yeah and i and I, that's what i at least hope for i hope that like folks when they do see and though, and though I, I want to make this clear, and though I, I do create Black art, and when I mean Black mm. art, it is, it is, it is, it's inspired by Black culture, it's inspired, inspired by Black community, uh, Black traditions, spirituality, religion, all those things, it's, it's, it's inspired by, but it's not just for mm. Black people, but what you're going to get is Black culture when you, <laughs> when, you, when you get this art, so I do want to, like, emphasize that and I hope that like when people do see my art um they feel drawn to it they feel connected to it even if they don't know why um whether it's the shape whether it's the color whether it's just like oh man this is so interesting I don't know why I can't stop looking at it um and a lot of the times I try to like hide the I'm not gonna say the meaning, but like the inspiration, like in the title of the piece. Mm-hmm. And then like I let folks figure it out. Like what it means to you, it, it, it means to you. Um, so yeah, so I'm, it's good to hear that like like for you it is relatable because that's that's definitely my hope. Now, when I look at you know some of the pieces in the background, I see a lot of fluidity as well as straight rigid lines Mm -hmm. is there any like significance behind that yeah so well so the line work um I kind of pulled out from just like some foggy memories of like my early childhood Mm. going to like my great-grandmother's house my grandmother's house there were always prints and patterns that just like stood out and was just in everybody's house auntie's house my mom house and though I wasn't familiar with those like specific line works whether it was on fabric whether Mm. it was on paintings whether it was on like cookware a dishware it has always been around and so uh, for me it's a way to pay homage to those who who came before me who I don't know like my ancestors that I don't know family members that I may not have connected with but uh, being in shared spaces and things being passed down through generation, lines and um, lines being a form of communication has always been uh, within my household, within, um, I think, a lot of my friends and community members' household. And when I say line work, sometimes it's not even just like in like clothing or painting. Sometimes it's like if you if you got that 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 homegirl that does braids and she can get that line work right and that pattern right, it's like, dang, like them braids when you growing up, like those braids was crisp. That's another way of showing like um, a communication style. It's a design. It's 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 like built in within like the community. And so a lot of times I I will make these bold lines or these bold features just to pay uh, homage. To, even though that it might be um still a foreign language to me i'm i might not can name it mm. but i know i'm connected to it i know that it's been passed down i know that 
it's always been around me. And so I try to um, build on that. I try to pay homage to that. I try to uh, respect that within, I think, the art that I do. And then um, sometimes it's just like a lot of lines, which I like. And uh, I'm really big into the numbers three and one. And so a lot of the line work, when it's repeated, uh, it represents past, present, and future. And so I try to keep that and all of um, all of the paintings as much as possible, just to uh, remind myself that you know I used to be afraid of change, but to remind myself that change is good, to to kind of carry that spirit into someone else who might be connected to the piece uh, that you know you're gonna learn from the past, present, and the future. It's always gonna be there. So mm. um, sometimes I just try to keep that that line pattern there. Um, so yeah, and as far as like the colors, to be honest, I, I work with what I got with the colors. <laughs> <laughs> Artwork and art materials and all those things can be very expensive. It can, it can, it can definitely add up, especially mm. if you're like, uh, I think more of a, fine art artists like it it can add up so I try to work and upcycle whatever I have if it's crayons I guess I'm I'm trying to figure out how to work with crayons if it's markers but I'm trying to I think be resourceful and try to I guess bring out uh the colors and bring out the pieces as best as possible um I think for me sometimes when I see uh and this isn't a bad thing at all, but sometimes when I see uh, art by um, just like black folks in the communities, uh, it is political, which is great, mm. which which is great. But sometimes it can also be heavy. So I try to combine like it also being political and heavy, but also maybe not feeling so heavy when you see the piece. Uh, so yeah, so I try to incorporate all that. I was going to ask, do you think um, <clears throat> it's important for um, artists to, you know, relay social issues? Just you personally, do you think it's your job to, you know, relay certain social issues? I do. I do. Because because um, if it doesn't, like, get hurt or if it's not relayed, then folks may not be aware of, of it. It's a lot of um, social issues that come through art. It's a lot of just different inspiration that happens within community uh, that comes through art that um, sometimes I'm not aware of until I'm like, oh man, like I didn't know this was happening in this you know, part of the community until this documentary was made, until somebody painted about it, until somebody took pictures of this protest, until Mm. uh somebody uh did a, a you know a portrait about it and then that helps draw you closer to like the reality of things and i think uh art is a beautiful pathway to connecting folks to different realities <laughs> like different realities beyond the surface level uh it connects you to real people life real people's experience beyond what you can probably imagine. So I think art and all types of art, art is a beautiful pathway to uh, 
gather folks, to um, invite folks to talk about a larger topic, to bring up things, whether it's food insecurity, whether it's social justice issue, whether it's housing issues, whether it's any of those topics, art can definitely um, help nurture some of those uncomfortable conversations and just bring folks closer. It can de definitely, um, I think, help it feel, help some of these uh, like hardships that different community members are going through. I think it can help not only um, talk about it, help bring it to the surface, but in some ways it, it helps it not feel so heavy. Mm. But then sometimes it'll amplify it and it will feel heavy depending on um, the artist's intent. So, mm. okay. Um, just you in general, mm -hmm. and when I look at your art and you know how you present yourself, you remind me of the culture. You know, you know, you remember. You remember going to grandma's house or grandpa's house and you see the big wooden spoons hanging on the uh, wall and, the, and picture of black Jesus over there. And it's yeah. like early 90s, like hip hop. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like this mm -hmm. is what you convey when I see your art. Um, is that intentional? Do you want to. You said you want to take us to the past, take us to the present, you know, and make it all you know correspond. But is that mm -hmm. intentional within your work? It's definitely intentional. I grew up in the 90s, so a lot of that, uh, like, that environment, that culture, it's, it's, it's on me, and it's on me heavy. I, I love uh, the combination of just, like, hip-hop and spoken word, hip-hop and poetry, but also before I even, like, start painting, I always ask, you know, my ancestors to guide me and whatever, mm. you know, whatever I'm about to paint, because... Nine times out of ten, I don't know what I'm going to create when I create it. I just go for it and how it turns out is how it turns out. But I always like, you know, sit at my altar before I get started. And, I, you know, I, I ask my folks to be with me as I create because I just don't want to uh, create just for the sake of creating. I want to create with a purpose. So if it's bringing up a memory, if it makes you, you know, feel like, uh, you know, that you you can you can eat soul food next to this pain if it makes you feel um happy excited if it bring back a memory from your childhood then then I'm, I'm doing something i'm doing something but some of the pieces are definitely political pieces some of the pieces are definitely just paying homage to the culture um one of the pieces uh that i did was a uh, a hip-hop piece it was an abstract piece and I really like Coogee sweaters growing up. I could never afford a Coogee sweater, but you know, if you if you know B.I.G., then you know, you know, he helped, he helped like put that to the forefront with Coogee sweaters. And I always like the pattern and just like everything like that. And in my head, I was like, one day I'm gonna wear one. But I did a piece, um, an abstract piece based on him and and the Coogee sweater. And I was like, oh man, this is like, when it was done. And at the time I didn't know that's what I was doing until it was over. And I was looking at it, I was like, I don't even know what I was doing. And I thought about like what I was listening to, which was his music at the time. And I'm like, oh, I like this. Um, so a lot of the time, um, yeah, I do think I try to bring up just the, 
I guess the the rawness of just being black that uh, can be forgotten about. Like, and I think a lot of it for me is creating something out of nothing, which black folks are known for creating like this. And it can be with anything. It can be with food. It can be with, you know, birthday parties. I remember growing up uh, and my mom used to come up with the best like birthday party celebrations, like in the basement of somebody home. And it was just like coming, like coming and putting together just like nothing but making this beautiful experience. And I try to just like bring that to the forefront, what, whether it is with hip hop, whether it is with just like music or um, just like being around family and, you know, feeling like home. I just try to bring all that to the, to the, to the surface in the forefront, like, cause we lit and I want everyone <laughs> to know that we lit. Like it, it's, we can't help that we as good as we are. Like, and I'm going to try to express that as best that I can uh, through my art. And hopefully folks, you know, when they see it, um, that they feel the same way about these pieces. Now, not only do you paint, uh-huh. but I've seen you venture into like wood burning and sculpture now. Like, it's like, you just... <laughs> <laughs> let me do, let me do, let me just, let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try that. You just like, it seems like you've rediscovered that, that child within that childlike wonder. Mm-hmm. And you want to just, you know, can't, you want to create whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it is. Like, I'm like, oh, like when I, uh, I think I saw like a video of wood burning art and I was like, what, what is this? And so I went on YouTube and I YouTube it and I was like, this is really cool. So mm-hmm. I got me like this like beginner's kit and I'm like, what, what can I do? What can I create? And once again, when I think about it, a lot of that stuff has already been in the black community and the black households, everything from that, the, the, the big giant spoon. Someone had to create that mm-hmm. everything. When, when I'm working with clay, if you walk inside, you know, your grandma house, your, your grandma house, your auntie house, somebody had an African mask in mm-hmm. it, whether it was with clay, whether it was wood, mm-hmm. whether it was the combination. So it's interesting that like sometimes I'll like try something new and I don't know why I'm like, you know, oh, let me just try this. Let me just try that. But I think to me is it's, it's, it's like, it's bigger. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know. It's dope. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bigger. It's like, you know, this is what we used to do. We used to create art with clay. We used to play art, create art with wood. So I think a lot of times um, I'm drawn to to try new things, not just because I want to try them, but I think it's also connecting me just back to my roots, which, which I've always been um, wanting to do. So yeah, when I, and I have a lot of fun with that. And so, and another thing I think about is like the uh, when folks buy the the decorative like mm-hmm. Afro picks and things like that, I'm like, oh man! When I like finally got my hands on like clay and finally got my hands on um, the wood burn kits, it when I thought about it and like sat with it, I'm like, dang! I guess I was around this too, and I just didn't know it. I just mm-hmm. didn't know it. So I try to uh, create with like what I can, and whatever comes up, it, it comes up, but I think, at least for me, I think when I create and when I connect to different things, um, because most times I don't know what I'm doing in the beginning, 
I think it's definitely connected to just like a higher source and a higher pur purpose. And I just, I'm wholeheartedly just trusting the process <laughs> as, mm. I, as I go along. I don't know why that reminded me of that um, movie Ghost when, um, what's his name, Mel Gibson? Mm -hmm. Was helping uh, Shorty uh, with the with the pot while it was uh, spinning. <laughs> he was right behind her, like guiding her, helping yeah, her make yeah. the pot. <laughs> but yeah, um, in a perfect world, right? Mm -hmm. No bills, no debt, no don't have to worry about food on the table. Um, what would be the ideal situation for you to create and just do what you want to do? In a perfect world, um, I definitely will be surrounded by some type of body of water in a perfect mm. world um, in order for me to create. Um, I think um, I would have to be connected in nature in some type of way, whether I'm outside, whether I have like plants around me. Um, so I think it's more so like in a perfect world, I just have to have like those elements. Mm. I, don't, I don't think I need like too much. And as long as I can like connect and tap into those elements, I feel like I can, I can um, create an almost, almost any environment. Cause even in my very like high energy, frustrated state sometimes, uh, those are my best pieces. <laughs> um, sometimes in my high energy, joyful states, sometimes those are my best pieces. But I think as long as I have something that connects me and centers me to, to home and centers me to nature, if I have those two things that can remind me of home and lineage and remind me of just like nature and water, if I have those things, I think I'm good to go. Mm, okay. Okay. So how do you, okay, you being an artist, you, you know, um, how do you make time for like yourself, you know, because we're often pulled all different ways. I have to work and I have to go create and then I have to deal with personalities here and personalities there. How do you make time for yourself outside of art? Yeah. In the beginning, it was, it was hard. It was hard. Cause it, like, I went through this period where like all I wanted to do was like create and I would literally hoard myself up in this bedroom mm. and just create. And I'm like, okay, that's not healthy. Like I also need to sleep. I also need to eat. I also need to stretch my body. I need to drink water. I need mm. to do all these things. And so I had to, as much as I like to just go with the flow um, and just do what feels I guess good to me. Sometimes that's not always the best, uh, the best strategy. So um, I had to put some balance in place with my flow and create some structure. Like, hey, like you need to make make sure by this time, like if you're gonna paint today, you done painting by this. Like I had to create like these hard boundaries for myself. And you know, I'm great with boundaries with other people but when it's for myself I'd be like oh, let me just let me just mm -hmm. you know do it a little longer I may not always stick stick with it so for me I had to really sit down and look at what it is I need to like feel good in my body um what I need to also create and if that means sometimes uh I don't paint today I guess I don't paint today I just gotta trust that it'll it'll happen 
Um, but definitely taking care of myself as first because I, then I won't be able to do what it is that I want to do. So, I, and that was like a hard reality I had to, I had to, to, to come to that is okay to take a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like sometimes like in society it's very like hustle go 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 but I also want to be at ease I don't want to I don't want to like even though my body is and, and that's the sad thing even though my body is used to go 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 I realized very quickly my body is not content mm-hmm. with being still it is very uncomfortable slowing down so I had to um, and this is something I'm definitely still working on I had to and make sure I'm intentionally moving slow. I'm intentionally taking my time. But even if I wake up for work late and you know, you get that rush, that panic feeling, I had to be like, yo, you gotta, you gotta make sure if if, if I'm gonna take care of me, I gotta make sure like I intentionally not only practice moving slow within my body because I'm so used to just go, 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 go. Um, I gotta make sure I set time for me. And if it means everything on this list that I wanted to do today just don't get done it just don't get done and that is still is uncomfortable especially um because sometimes if my mind is set uh and I have this idea in this time frame that I want to get this done by this time and this done by this time and I want this to be done it's like dang like I'm still I guess in this state of mind and putting this pressure on myself to like, I guess, compete. But I, and when mm. I had to sit back, I'm like, who am I competing with? Who am I like? It's yourself. I, yeah. And I, it's I had yourself. To, like, I got to chill. Like, mm-hmm. I got to chill. And so um, making time for myself without creating art, it has been a beautiful, uncomfortable experience. One day I like sat and I was like laying in bed and I was like, I ain't going to do nothing. I'm just gonna lay here. And it was like six, seven times that I just wanted to get up. I, I didn't even have nothing to do. It was just like, I wanted to practice just like not doing anything just for the sake of self-care. And that was hard, that was hard. But the more I tried to like practice that and find balance in that, the easier it has become. But if you are someone who, uh, and this is to anybody, if you are someone who's used to that grinding that go, 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 that hustle, that's that's great. But I would suggest to try to bring some balance out and try to um, see what it feels like just intentionally not doing anything and see what that feels like in your body. Um, yeah, and see what, what your body is calling for. Sometimes it's water, sometimes it's just not doing nothing, sometimes mm-hmm. it's stretching, um, but it definitely was extremely hard for me at first, but I think I'm getting better with it. I love that. Um, we only have a, a few minutes left, so I'm going to ask you a few more questions, and then we like to play a little game with our guests called This or That. If you don't mind, we can uh, you know do that. All right, so um, this is just random. It seems like we always cross paths at the, the most random time. It's not really a question. It's just, just a statement. Uh-huh. I think the first time after, you know, we we graduated from school was at that rally or something in, in D.C. You remember that? And I took that picture. 
Oh yeah, that was a, such a random time. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> and then it was like five or six more random times. Like, okay, <laughs> she's really on the block. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, that's funny. And now that you say something, it is like just the most random times. It'll be like, and I feel like it's either art related or yeah. it's like related to either a political issue, a community issue. I feel like those are the times of, like when we run into each other. Yeah. That's wild. Um, what advice would you give a young Brittany Monet that's, you know, that's confused about starting to pursue an, an art career? Um, I think I would tell my younger self to embrace everything that folks may say is weird. Mm. Um, It's okay to be scared. It is okay to be different. And that you don't have to know everything to get started. Just get started. Just do what you feel uh, feels good to you. No matter how scary it is, no matter uh, how the unknown may feel. Um, I think that would be my advice. And I think I would try to, you know, give my, myself some little love and like a big, mm-hmm. big hug, like a big hug. And when I mean a big hug, I mean like a black big hug. Like like a you know, grandma like, hug. Like, yeah, like double D grandma hug. I'm in the <laughs> bosom. I'm like, I'm surrounded by like all, all of the body. Like, yeah. I, like I would try to embrace and give myself uh that type of love and just encourage my my younger self that you are doing your best and what you are doing is okay. Okay, cool. All right, this or that. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, but you only choose one and the whole world depends on your answer. <laughs> okay. All right, first question, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, second question, puppies or kittens? Oh man, dang, this is hard. Dang, that's hard. I'm gonna go with cats because I have a cat. I grew up with dog. Oh man, this is hard. Okay, cats. I'm gonna go with kittens. Okay. I'm gonna go with okay. kittens. Okay. Third question. Um painting or woodwork? Oh man. Dang, that's hard too. I would say woodwork. And it's I would say woodwork probably because it's the area where I have the least experience. So there is room, so much room to grow and explore. So I'm gonna go with that. Okay, okay. Um last question. Uh, freedom or money? Ooh, freedom. Hmm. Give me freedom. Money can't buy freedom. Yeah. <laughs> money cannot buy freedom. Yeah, oh, Kanye man. West is showing us that right now. Right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> When you free in your mind, oh man, the things you can do, the things you can accomplish, man, yeah, I pick freedom all day, every day. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so um, 
how can people buy your art, get in contact, see what's going on, give them um, your information? Yeah, if you're interested in some Black abstract art, if you're interested uh, in checking out my work, you can check out my website at BrittanyMonet.com. Monet is spelled M-O-N-A. I'm also on uh, Instagram and TikTok. TikTok is taking me down a rabbit hole, but (laughs) (laughs) and TikTok, uh, those are Brittany Monet Creates. And Monet, again, is spelled M-O-N-A. Uh yeah, let's reach out, let's connect. I'm I'm always open just to like talk to folks. So yeah, if I seem awkward, it's just because I'm I'm naturally I'm I'm a naturally <laughs> awkward person. But yeah, please don't uh don't shy away from connecting. Perfect. So um my sister, thanks again. I really Thank appreciate you, you taking the time. I love your art. And I look forward to seeing an, an exhibition or something pretty soon, right? Yeah, yeah. For, that's the that's the hope. That's the plan. So, uh, yeah, y'all stay on the lookout because I feel like something something is gonna come through. Perfect. Thank hope- you so much for having me. This is a beautiful experience. Oh, thank you, man. Um, hopefully, we can link up pretty soon. And um, thank you, and enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. All right. Peace. Peace.